Experience is said to be the best teacher. On our weekly motivation tonight, I'm joined in studio by author of motivational books and life coach A.B. Ebenezer Mamabulo as we talk about life lessons learned from failure. Join us in conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. And our SMS line is 47861. That's 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM and each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. The SMS line is 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM and each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. Mr. Mamabulo, good evening and welcome. Ah, Good evening and thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well, thank you. This obviously promises to be a first-hand account of <laughs> your life lessons that you're hoping to then be able to... You're hoping that maybe one will resonate with them and, and equally take lessons from that. Yes. Is it easy for one to say that I have learned life lessons from failure and I think I can now detail my experience to the next person? What I'm trying to understand is... When do you know that of the many failures that you've encountered and the lessons that you've derived from that, you can actually share the experience with the next person? You know, you know that when you realize that the failures that I had or the experiences of failure that I've had, I see commonality or I see other people making the same mistakes. Because when I was looking back on my life and when I was busy preparing these lessons, I realized that there are some lessons that I have learned in my life that everyone or my or my peers keep on asking me or people who inbox me on social media. And I remember the, the first account I had of failure, I had just graduated uh, from, from my metric and I was headed for university. Now, remembering that all my life, I had never failed anything. I was excelling academically. Everything I touched turned to gold. But the moment I got to varsity, I still even remember the first time I wrote, I think it was a physics test. And in that test, I think I got six, six percent out of 100. And suddenly I was, I was, I was confronted with the fact that it could be possible that who I thought I was and the dreams that I thought that I am pursuing, I might be challenged to an extent that I might not be able to be the one to be pursuing those dreams to the fulfillment. And I remember looking back at this when I, when I had written my metric exam, and I, and I remember saying this to myself when I was in the library, when I was checking what I thought that, uh, the careers that I had registered for that I would be studying. And I remember looking at those courses and looking at their textbooks, and I, I said to myself, I am never going to study electrical engineering. That's what I said to myself. But come January, when, when, you get, when you get bombarded with those SMSs that you've been accepted to UCT, you've been accepted there and there, and, and suddenly I'm overwhelmed with this, let me call it success. I'm overwhelmed with this success, and now I have to make a career decision. Now, looking back at the environment that we grew up in, there was no time for psychometric tests, strength tests, and all those things. So the best route that I, I thought would be best for me was, let me take something that would make me a lot of money very quick and very fast. Now, me doing that or me making that decision, the first thing that I forgot to, to look at was that, was this dream that I'm pursuing or that I'm going to pursue here at this varsity? Is it really my dream or is it other people's dreams? And when I looked back in my life, I realized that no, this dream was not my own dream. But when we had tutors who would come to the school and they would encourage us, they would always tell us that no, you know, people who make money are engineers. People who make money are these types of engineers, these computer scientists, all of those careers that they, that they shared with us. And I realized that no, I am not pursuing my own dream, but it's a dream that other 
teachers have told me about and even some of them had imposed it on me. When my teachers were looking at my performance and what I was doing, they were like, yeah, you'd be a good engineer. So it was a dream that I was not pursuing it for myself. And what the failure that I had was that I thought that meeting people's expectations of me and proving them wrong was my success. But I ended up trying to prove other people wrong and I myself was not fulfilled in that process. When I was trying to prove others wrong that when you said that I can't do this, and when you said that I can't do one, two, three, four, or I can't achieve this and that, yes, it, it, it felt a little bit fulfilling when I proved you wrong, but over time, it was not fulfilling because I had wasted my time, the time that I should have been investing in pursuing my own dreams, the time that I should be working on developing myself, I was using it to try to prove someone wrong. And what I realized was that a dream that is not tested it's not really your dream. So what I realized at that moment was that, no, if I say that I indeed have a dream that's my own, I need to test that dream. And in the previous show, we spoke about putting our dreams to the test. And another failure that I realized was that when I was in, when I was keep, when I kept on having the confusion, not knowing that, is this career really my career? Is this my calling? I, I, am I in the right place? I realized that I found myself that I was spending most of my time and when I was doing things and, and trying this career and trying that other career, I found out that the mistake that I made was that I gave up too soon. Sometime later on in my life, when I when I matured, I realized that no, there, there are some careers that I gave up. And I gave them up too soon because I didn't think that maybe I, I was in the right place. It, it, some of them was just timing. I was just at the right place, but at the wrong time in my life. And when I looked back at those, I realized, oh no, the problem that I did was that instead of me pursuing the dream that I had or those careers that I had or those ones that I knew that these ones resonated with me and I connected with them but when when things got hard I quit and I quit too soon and one of the mistakes that we do is that when we are experiencing a lot of diversity or when we are experiencing challenges we tend to quit too soon before we even ask for advice from other people so if you find yourself that you are also confronted with a, 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 a phenomenon such as this make sure that you seek help from others the people who have succeeded in the area that you are experiencing failure in or in the area that you are finding it hard talk to them and ask them no what, what were some of the breakthroughs that you had when you were pursuing this career and another one was that I realized that I was not living my own life but I was spending my time my life and my energy meeting other people's expectations of me instead of me meeting my own expectation doing things that would make me happy doing things that would bring me joy I wasn't doing that I was doing things that would make my teachers happy I was doing things that would make uh, my parents happy I was doing things that would even make the preachers happy but ultimately when I got home when I was alone by myself I found myself that no I wasn't happy and I remember because I was playing the keyboard at church. I remember one time and I, I had some time to practice. And whilst I was practicing, I was like, no, but this is not you. This is not who you are. But why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? No, just be honest with yourself. And I remember I heard this quote from Jack Welch. And Jack Welch said that, face reality as it is, not as it were, or as how you would wish it would be. And when I had that time to really think about me and the reality of where I am and the reality of the dreams that I was pursuing and the mess that I found myself in, that's what liberated me. When you talk about the quote about realities, I wonder if people who believe in faking it until you can make it would actually agree with that because it would seem that such people would rather believe, you know, the story of the secret life of Walter Mitty. Mm -hmm. You pretend like you have certain things not to be able to fully 
feel the wrath of your current reality. Mm-hmm. But I want us to talk about the pursuit of your purpose and dreams. A lot of people continue to struggle with that. But what lessons have you learned from failing to pursue your dreams and your purpose? When it comes to my purpose, I remember that the failure that I, I had was that I thought that when I knew what I was supposed to do or the, the moment I discovered what my purpose was, I thought that that's the end of it all. I thought that now because I know that uh, maybe I'm supposed to be a teacher, then I'm, go- I'm just automatically successful. But I realized that as I was paid, when I, I had discovered my purpose, I realized, that's not enough. It's not enough for you to discover that you are a singer. What type of a singer are you? You need to get on that journey and discover what type of a singer are you. Now, what type of, a mu- of music would you be writing? Would you be writing your own music or would you be buying music from other people? Now, it's that those are the things that happens whilst after you've discovered that your purpose is to sing, you need to get on that discovery. And some of the lessons that I learned was that fulfillment is not an event but it's a journey you know most of us tend to think that i will be fulfilled maybe when i when i get that job or i'll be fulfilled when i make that person or i'll be fulfilled when i achieve this and that but you realize that the moment you achieve that you realize that no you'll be happy for a, a minute or so or even maybe a day or two then after that then you'll be back you'll be back to where you were you need to realize we need to realize that no fulfillment is not an event it's a journey it's a journey that we need to continually work on when we are messing up when we keep on getting up when we mess up that's the journey of of the completion and the fulfillment of purpose another one i thought that the purpose that i had Will, will the lesson that I learned was that as I'm pursuing my purpose, I will be continually refining my purpose. I will be continually refining the gifts that I had. You know, the mistake that I made was that I thought that no, because I knew that my my gifting was in terms of leadership, my gifting. And I remember one time when I was sitting with my friend, when I was looking back at my purpose, I realized that no, back even when I was in primary or even when I was in high school, we even had this mission to say that no, determination, faithfulness, commitment, obedience, loyalty, and respect. That was the motto that we lived our lives in. When we were studying, I would come up with this with this inspirational uh, uh, codes and, and ethics that we would live by and we would guide ourselves. And when I looked back at that, I realized, no, as I've continually developed and as I've continually grown, what I thought were through and even some of the things that I thought I hold through, I had to refine. As I kept on refining myself and refining my gifts, I also got better. Another one, you must no- make sure that as you are pursuing the purpose that you are pursuing, make sure that the purpose that you are saying that it's yours, it ends you a living. Because if you find yourself that you are saying that this is my purpose and it's not ending you a living, you'll be miserable fulfilling that particular purpose. You'll find that you are miserable when you're doing one, two, three, four, five. Maybe you're even helping people or you'll, you'll be getting fulfillment in whatever way that you'll be getting. But when it comes time for you to go home, when your wife comes home and says, eh, Honey, where's the food that we should be eating? You said that you were pursuing your dreams. The children would come and say, Mommy, you, you said you are living your dreams, but we don't have money. We don't have clothes to wear. We don't have food to eat here at home. So make sure that when you are pursuing the purpose that you are pursuing, don't forget the element of monetizing or using that purpose and that dream of yours to also generate you an income. Another one. I thought that 
I wouldn't give up anything for me to fulfill my purpose. And the lesson that I learned was that as I've continually developed myself and as I've continually refined myself and my gifting, there were a lot of things that I had to give up. Things like friends. Some friends I knew that these ones were not taking me anywhere. They are not on the same journey as me. Sometimes you even find that I even at one point I even dated someone who wasn't even good for my purpose because the person that I was and the person I desired to be, she had a problem with me becoming that person who I was created to be. So you even find that no. Sometimes even the people that you find yourself in relationships with, instead of them being the building blocks, the foundation that you would stand on for you to help you to fulfill your dreams, you'll be faced with the decision for you to give them up. And if you fail to make those trade-offs or to fail to give up those things that you need to give up for you to advance the purpose that you have and the dreams you have, you might find yourself that you are not able to fulfill your dreams. So you had to fail in some of the relations that you had with certain people, certain lifestyles and certain ways of doing things Mm -hmm. for you to learn that those things were not necessarily good for you. What did it take? So I think I want us to understand this because when you talk about associations and, and particularly with friendships and, and, and business partners and so forth, mm-hmm. the idea is to say, but how does one get to know to say that this association does not work for me? And sometimes you find that, you know, comfort is is very comfortable. Comfort, mm-hmm. when you know that you're comfortable, it's not easy for you to then start wanting to work towards moving that away from that comfort, right? Yes, yes. How best does one, with the understanding that the associations that they have now could not necessarily be beneficial, all of them, for their well-being? First thing, check if the person that you are associating with has got the same vision that you have. If you've got a vision for you to become, let's say, for example, you want to be a sports player and you find that you've got people in your life who are not encouraging you to be a sports player. Maybe they are not even encouraging you to practice. They are not even encouraging you to watch soccer. Maybe they are even belittling soccer and and all those things that go against the vision that you have for your life. That's a signal to tell you that no, this person or this association that I have, they are not good for me because those same people that you would be associated with, they are the ones who when when things get hard, you will be the one who will be going to them to say that no it's tough or my legs hurt or my body aches what should i do they'll be telling you that no we told you yesterday that no you shouldn't become a soccer player now when you find that someone that you are associated with their vision that they the vision that they have and the vision that you've got they are not on the same line and they are not even supporting you in that particular vision that you've got of your life then you need to know that no this person yes they might be a friend of mine that we grew up together and maybe we've been comfortable maybe we've been best friends since we were young but now because of this stage of my life what I want to achieve and who I want to become. I cannot associate with this person full time. What you can do is that you can have them as a long distance friend. You love them as the friend that you grew up with from afar but don't spend all your time with them because now that energy that they will be sharing with you those negative statements that they will be sharing or belittling your dreams it will eventually get to you and you might even think that no, I'm not even worthy and suddenly now you are even discouraged for you to pursue that dream you have. And I think what I had mostly wanted to establish out of that which I think you've done is to say how does one become intentional about disassociating with everything that does not seem to work for their own good and and everything that does not seem to encourage what they wish to do for themselves. I think you've answered that quite well. On our weekly motivation with AB Mamabula, we're talking about lessons learned from failure. Share your views with us. Our WhatsApp text line is 079 295 
079-295-1212. And our SMS line is 47861. That's 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM. And each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. We continue with this motivation after the break. Conversations, Mondays to Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Energy FM and Choice FM. The time is 23 minutes past 7. This is Conversations on Energy FM on 2.1 and Choice FM on 1.1. On our weekly motivation tonight with A.B. Mamabolo, author of Motivational Books and Life Coach, we're talking about lessons from failure. Join us in conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. 079-295-1212 and our SMS line is 47861. That's 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM and each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. Let's talk about the sort of price you've had to pay as you were learning from failure of pursuing your dreams. You know, I'm reminded of a conversation that we as the John Maxwell team had with John Maxwell. And while we were having this call, this mentorship call that we had, he shared with us a very powerful story about one heavy price that he also paid in his own life. And he shared with us that, you know, one day there was this men's conference. And in this men's conference, it was organized by Hillsong churches. Now, in that conference, he was going to speak to over a million men in that particular conference. Now, when he was supposed to be going in this conference, they had arranged that no, every speaker that will be speaking at this conference needs to come and they, they gather together, they share what they will be teaching, and then they prepare how they will craft the lesson. Now, as he was busy in that hotel, spending some time with the other preachers, what happened was that his son called him and said, Daddy, my girlfriend just broke up with me. And he said that after me hearing that, I told uh, the organizer of the event, knowing how much they were going to pay me for me speaking in that event, I told them that, no, there's a family, cri- there's a family a crisis that I have at home. I need to go back home and be with my son. Okay, then he, he left. He left the event and he went home. And while he was busy at home trying to share with his son how, how to deal with the breakup, how to bounce back from failure of a failed relationship, the, the event organizer called him and said, that, you know what, what you did is brave. Because we ourselves have got our own family problems that we are not willing to give up this gig that we have to go and sort them out. But because of the bravery and the example that you've showed us, we would like you to, even though you were not there for the final preparations of the lesson, we would like you to still even speak to the man. And he said that I had to look at the sports ev- at the at the event organizer and look at him in the eyes and say that no, I'm not going to speak. Then the event organizer persisted and asked him, why, why are you not going to speak? And he said to them, you know, all my life I've been a very bad father. When my children wanted a father, I was not there. I was all over the world speaking. I was speaking to companies. I was speaking to presidents. I was doing whatever it is that I needed to do to build other people. But I never had time for my own family. But now this is the moment that I have for me to be there with my, with my son and to show him that I really love him. And he said that, 
after I turned the event down, my son kept on coming to me saying that, no, dad, go and speak in that event. I'll even come with you. And he said that I refused. And when he asked him why, he said that, you know, the price that I paid, you, if I take this gig and I go and speak to those men, you might not even realize that this is a heavy price that I had to pay. But now because I've given up everything and the income that you were supposed to have, you would cherish it. And later on, even when you ask his son about what, when did he learn that his father loved him, he would always point back to that particular time. Now, in my own life, when I realized that, I thought that because I've got a dream and I've discovered what I'm supposed to do with my life, I thought that, no, I, this is going to be easy. I'm not going to do a lot of things because I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just going to go to school and everything will fall into place. But what I realized was that, number one, nothing in life that's worthwhile comes easy. There is a heavy price to pay. They, you might even have to pay the price of your health. You might have to pay the price of maybe losing some time with family and friends because you are busy building your dream, a dream that will also benefit you and them. Sometimes you'll find that the money that you thought would cost you for you to refine yourself, for you to refine your, your skills and your gifts, the money that you had estimated, and now I think it's going to cost me maybe a thousand bucks, you'll find that no, you'll pay more than the money that you thought that you would be able to pay. Another one, the time that you would have, sometimes we underestimate the time that it takes for us to build our dreams. Whether it's business, whether it's our careers, there will be a heavy price that you'll be paying. You'll have to give up time with friends. You'll have to give up time doing hobbies, doing things that you love. You'll have to give up that time for you to keep on working on your craft. And the last one, there will be moments where you feel lonely because sometimes it will feel that no one understands you and no one understands the the, the struggles or, the, or the, the, the heavy load that you are supposed to be lifting for you to be able to pay for your dreams. So these are the prices that I learned. John says, Abi, what comes to mind when I say you only live once? You only live once. What comes to mind is responsibility. While you are thinking about only living once, have the responsibility to say that the decisions that I'm making that I'm uh, in quotes, living only once, will I be able to deal with the consequences of the choices that I'm making? So it's quite important for one to always derive lessons from their failure as they live only once. Yes. As much as we might be living once and we might want some time to let our hairs loose and have some fun, but always have in mind that, you know, we might be free from making our own choices, but we are not free from the consequences of the choices that we are making. Let's talk about finances before we wrap up. What have you learned about leading yourself, particularly as well as making mistakes in your finances in pursuit of financial success? You know, when I was pursuing financial success and even now as I'm pursuing financial success, the number one lesson that I've learned was that desperation would let you fall into scams. You know, most of us, you find that, no, because you you, you want to get out of poverty fast. You, you When someone comes up and says, no, give me one rent and I'll give you a million bucks, we are tempted because we are desperate to get out of poverty. So make sure that don't let desperation to get out of uh, uh, poverty or get out or the desperation to get out of a uh, financial uh, lacking get you to make mistakes that you shouldn't be or to fall into scams or other types or things like pyramid schemes another one don't put your money or don't invest in things that you don't understand you know and i remember when when the bitcoin movement came and some some i just had my friends say that no i'm buying this coin i'm buying that coin even i myself i took my money and i put it in but i didn't know what what made this what what made this coin go up or down and ultimately I got greedy and when I had made my profit instead of me taking my profit I didn't take my profit and I ended up even losing that entire portfolio I had so make sure that you have your greed in check another one 
when you've set an exit strategy, if you are saying that, no, I am going to get out of this investment when I've made this much amount of money. When that time comes, get that money out. If you are supposed to be paying for your children's school fees, go and pay your children's school fees. That way, then you know that, no, even in this investment, even if it happens later on that I might lose, but the targets that I had for me to enjoy these finances that I have, I have used them. Do we have a code for the week? Oh, yes, we have. Okay. Failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It's a temporary detour, not a dead end. Failure is something we can avoid by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. That is by Dennis Whitley. It's not a dead end. It's not a dead end. It's just the beginning. Your contact details. Uh, for all of the social medias, find me at Ebenezer Mawolo on Twitter, King underscore Ebi. And to book me as a speaker and as a coach and as a trainer, contact me on 071-639-7807. Ebi, thank you so much. We meet next week. Ah, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Discussion Wednesdays is coming up next. Conversations, Mondays to Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Energy FM and Choice FM.